Hey everybody, uh, Simon here with the Three Views On podcast. I'm here with Paul Matthews this afternoon. Um, we are doing a theology sessions. Yeah, we're stealing thing. Michael Law's thunder. Yeah, well, it doesn't. We can't steal anything. He hasn't published any for a long time. Yeah, he hasn't really brought much thunder for us to steal. No, that's right. Um, so. You're preaching this afternoon. At, I am, yeah. At Soul Church. So, yeah, that sort of gives all of our positions away. It is a Sunday afternoon. We are recording some podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I'll be preaching uh, in a couple of hours. Yeah. Mm. So, we thought we'd just uh, get you to kind of expound, like, you know, to kind of explain some stuff about your sermon that's sure. not exactly in your notes. And then we'll attach your sermon to the end of this. Or maybe we'll keep them as separate. I reckon we'll keep them separate and post them at the same time. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. Well, you're the man. So you're when you finish listening to this, you can go find the the sermon. Be you're the guy right who would actually do that. I am. <laughs> I'm not, so you no, do whatever exactly. you want to do, man. That's how I'll be doing yeah. it, all right? Yeah. I've made the call. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So, how do you want to play this? What do you want me to do? I'm thinking we read the verses. Yep. And then you tell us what you're going to preach about. Yeah, sure. So, um, do you... Actually, do you want me to read it for you? Yeah, the 90, yeah, yeah. So we're, 1984 NIV as opposed to the what, 2011 NIV on the my phone The reference is the, it's, it's the book of 1 Peter, which is in the New Testament written by the Apostle Peter who spent quite some time with Christ. Um, and so a lot of what Peter says, you know, you can sort of trace back to what Jesus said. They yeah. were, Peter was one of, like one of the, probably one of the guys Jesus poured most of his time and effort into mm-hmm. um, and ended up being crucified like Christ, but sideways or upside down upside or something down. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. he met he met a similar end and um this is from the f- sort of chapter five near the end of his letter so that yep. this as just a little more context is a letter like they didn't have facebook or email or whatever back in the day two thousand years ago obviously so peter would write a letter all yep. these things and it would get read to different churches yeah yeah so this is a five chapter letter uh so chapter five is the last chapter so he's wrapping it all up and he says To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory, that will never fade away. Very good. Yeah. Verses one to four. Yeah, it's only five. four verses, so it's actually quite a small passage. We're yeah. From. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, you could just read it out as many times as it takes to fill 25 minutes. Well, then... I think, honestly, man, as preachers, and you'll do some preaching one day, I'm sure, and potentially you too, Lucinda, you'll, um, you, you've got to ask that question. Like, is it going to be more beneficial for my congregation if I r- repeat this? 30 times yeah and if it is you do it i yeah. think because it's if it's not about paul matthews getting his sort of oratory skills out for all to see it's basically a matter of just saying uh how can i best build these people up mm. what's going to build up this congregation uh the most and if it is repeating the text a thousand times you do it yeah you know i don't think that is the way this time, this time. <laughs> i think i'll unpack a bit <laughs> There's a whole lot of, like, obviously when you, if you say shepherd to a um, a Palestinian man 2,000 years ago, they're going to bring a whole lot of stuff to that understanding, um, that uh, to that to that word rather, a whole lot of understanding that we won't. So yeah. th- there's certain things like that. Well, let's think about what a, sh- what a shepherd is 
how it how that shepherd sheep metaphor works um things like that so that's why i think rather than repeating it which is an option i will actually just sort of exegete or unpack yeah it nice yeah well look oh, i can walk you through it is that Go what you for want? It. yeah that, that's what you want me to please do please walk us through it um so chapter five starts with to the elders among you so this is clearly still directed to the church this is something that the whole church needs to hear yeah right it's not you don't get your elders together and then let everyone else take a quick holiday so the elders among you the whole church needs to know this i appeal as a fellow elder a witness of christ's sufferings and one who also will share in the glory to be revealed be shepherds of god's flock that is under your care so peter gives a short preamble about himself and then that gives his sort of his big statement be shepherds of god's flock that is under your care serving as overseers um and that i guess is unpacked in three different ways so you've got a lot of eldership passages in the new testament and this does not help you with qualifications necessarily mm. so this you don't read one peter chapter five to see who all right who do we make elders in our church yeah. or how but rather it's more of a um i i am an elder how do i act yeah and i'm a member of the congregation how should my elders be acting now that they are elders so peter essentially just gives um three things to avoid and three sort of antidotes for those things so the first one is avoid um avoid sort of a begrudging servitude he says not because you must but because you're willing as god wants you to be so that's the first thing elders should be really aware of. not because you must and i think probably the more serving you do the easier it is to be legalistic like have you had that where you're like i'm just serving because i have to yeah yeah doing the doing the things that the church needs doing, mm. being on all the rosters, doing all the things. Yeah. The church has got these programs. We need to run these programs. We need people to do these programs. Don't know why we're doing the programs, but yeah. we're doing the programs. Yeah, we've got to do all this stuff, fill all these structures. Yeah. And what Peter's saying is you shouldn't be elders because you have to be, but because you want to be. And he even attaches, that's how God wants you to be. So it's interesting. If you're an elder and you're ever praying for God's will, mm. this is one very, very clearly revealed yeah. part of his will want to do it and of course you can't flick a switch and make that happen but that that God comes can. yeah it comes down to prayer <laughs> i think it comes down to a personal closeness with god the second thing uh is not greedy for money but eager to serve mm -hmm. um goes primarily probably for pastors paid pastors of churches but in a different translation it just says not for dishonest gain so anything you might get out of your role as an elder um any material or social um thing that you might receive uh, is that again? That is not um, that you, it's your, you're, where you're sort of leveraging your position as elder. Yeah, if to you get think your elder is a bit of a con man, yeah, you should yeah. probably get get rid of it. And the way you do that is the the antidote is being eager to serve. So it's not using your position um, to get what you're eager for yeah. in the way of money or in yeah. the way of social capital. It's actually being using your position because you're eager to serve. <laughs> I just sort of really weird example but it's not real it's fictitious like someone who goes around and preaches at lots of different churches because he knows that these churches will pay him a small fee yeah he's he's going around because he needs new golf clubs yeah so he's yeah. preaching yeah <laughs> it's yeah just a random thing there i'm is, sure that's never happened but yeah uh it, it probably money probably like the christ talks more about money than just about anything else yeah it's so big in the bible that like you got passages like the the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil 
Um, you can't serve two masters, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And so it's clear that elders aren't immune. Like they, mm. they are to, there's a high bar to become one. But even when you are an elder of a church, which we should just say is Peter uses like the metaphor of shepherd, someone who guides the church. When you are an elder, you're not immune from the love of money mm. and you need to actively. And one way to actively get away from that is by eagerly desiring or eager, being eager to serve. Yeah. And the last one is probably, probably the biggest one, I think, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Mm. So it's not like that idea of uh, one, one passage I'll talk about tonight is where Christ is rebuking the Pharisees and you're loading these guys up with um, uh, these huge, these huge, um, what's the word he Ex- uses? Burdens. I think he's saying, I don't know, but it's basically like burdens, yeah. but it's a, it's a more graphic term. Yeah. Um, and you, you don't lift a finger to help them. Yeah. So he's saying, rather than just saying, you, you should do this, you should do that. And all these rules and all these sort of le- just very legalistic yeah. justifications. Extra things that weren't even in the law. Yeah. All <laughs> these hoops you got to jump through yeah. whilst they themselves don't do it. Mm. So the way that you do that then is being an example to the flock. The way that you make sure you're not um, lording it over them is is doing doing what what Christians are meant to do and letting people see that. And that's where I think, you know, a lot of people say all the criteria for eldership is uh, aspirational um, and it's not. No. It's not. That's that's what you need your elders to be because they're to be examples to the flock. Mm. And I think the sign of a good elder is to say that if my whole church looked like me, this would be a healthy, pumping church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I'm, like I'm the example. And like, I, I don't know any Greek, but apparently the word there is like, it's like, uh, creating another type or a, a sort of the same type. So you're an example, meaning that they are of your type. Yeah, right. So if you had, a, yeah. yeah, that's a good little healthy diagnostic, I think. That's uh, a, that's a cool thought. If if the whole ch- church was made up of like clones or you know close copies of these elders, would it be a good church? church? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I I think it's it's quite an indictment at times because we can get really into the do what I say and not what I do style. Ah, you know, yeah. we're, we're just here, we're resting in grace, and there's an element <laughs> of that, but there's also an element of Paul regularly saying, imitate me, as I imitate Christ. Yeah. Like if you right. if you're if you're ever at a loss to know what it looks like to live the Christian life, look, look at me. Like you're struggling to understand what prayer is or how it works. Come and pray with me. You know, you're yeah. struggling to see how yeah. to act with your wife. Come and have you know spend a week with us yeah. that sort of stuff yeah i think that's yeah. big and then first four is the sort of the justification for it all and when the chief shepherd appears you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away so it's just the big like why why would you do it if being an elder is so hard all these things you've got to steer clear of yeah. all these things yeah. you've got to do instead because mm-hmm. christ will return uh and then you will realize it all made sense then you'll realize yeah, yeah you spent your effort in the best possible way that you could. And it's such a simple thing as well. Like you can, you can just say it in one sentence. It's all worth it because of Christ and the reward you're going to get. And that's, that's how life is meant to be. You know, mm. it's, it's a simple thing, but it's just so satisfying to hear. Mm. Isn't it? Like, yeah, God will reward you. This is what he wants you to do. Yeah, like, that's right. Wow. Awesome. So hopefully, I mean, the place I'm preaching tonight doesn't have many elders. So I'd love people to hear this and for, for God to sort of give them the big nudge. You know, you, you should be an elder. Yeah, you should do this. You should make inroads to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I'll be preaching on. Nice. Mm. All right. Well, uh, listeners, make sure you uh, catch Paul's sermon when we... 
put that up with uh, with this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for listening. And uh, also, uh, if you want to read more um, in One Peter, please do. If, if that's interesting, you should read the whole book. Because yeah. Peter's an awesome dude. Yeah. There are two Peter books. They're great. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was really watery. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's... Two Peter books, you I say. I meant it. I meant it. Talk about petering out. <laughs> We weren't supposed to laugh in this episode, okay? Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Keep living the dream. (laughs) 